Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach. I'm the Jock and this is the Doc. And with our combined experience in psychology and fitness, we're here to help you become the ultimate coach. So today we're kicking off part two of what does the 2023 fitness consumer want and expect? If you haven't seen part one, go back and check that out. But today we're talking about community. So Dr. J, when, when you went over this report and we talked about community, like what all does that encompass? Yeah, well, so a little bit of context if you haven't looked at part one yet. Um, there was a wellness index report, cannot talk today, a wellness index report from MindBody. Nailed it. Uh, thank you. Uh, where they surveyed 17,000 people to find out what they wanted for 2023. And that's sort of been spurring our yep. conversation. And so in this, when they talked about community, they were really referencing that third place. And the third place is, is a, uh, a term coined by a sociologist whose name I can't pronounce today. So we're just going to move on with that. You can Wikipedia it. And uh, he really created this term called third place, which just means that people have their home, their work, and then there's that third place that they want to spend their time in an established community. And as we know, especially for more and more people that are working from home, they really, it's the second or third community, yep. whatever their reference is. But the point is, is that in this survey, people talked about that part of wellness for them is having that sense of community, almost that third place. Yeah, and I like to think of this as, like, I first heard this term as more of a Starbucks term. Like, Starbucks made this very popular in the sense of, like, they wanted to create a third place. And so it's kind of thinking of, like, where is a place where they feel comfortable, where they can hang out, where they can kind of know different people. And so this is a term I've heard um, for in, in really used in, in our facility layout for the last few years because, like, when we moved to our new location, as you know, because you helped lay this out, um, it, and, and kind of when we were shut down for COVID, you know, we made sure it was super important that we had an area where people could hang out. They could get a good espresso. They could talk to whoever was working the front desk. They could sit there with other clients either before or after the workout so we can create that environment. And so that's what we're really gonna dive in today of like looking at this effect. Okay, if you're a facility owner or you own the, whatever you're doing um, training wise, what does that look like for you for community, creating community? What does this look like if you're just a trainer working at a facility and should maybe you don't have as much control with that? And then then thirdly, like if you're online, what does that community look like to you? Because that's gonna be very different because there can't be really a third place, but you can still work on that. Um, so we'll, we'll kick this off with that if you're a facility um, and you have you own the facility and you have control over that. And so really kind of creating that environment where people feel comfortable hanging out there. So it's not like these old school big box gyms where you're like you're hanging out in the locker room and there's this naked older guy hanging out over here and like just kind of like- Or in my case, naked women. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go into the women's okay, locker room, yeah. so that's an experience for me. Either, so. <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's like this kind of old school, like thinking of like, you know, I want to get in and out as, as, yeah. as quickly as I can because like, I don't really enjoy this. And like the, those big box gyms aren't really set up for, because they don't want a lot of people hanging out there. They want people in and out. But if you're doing more of this concierge, if you're doing more of a small group or high-end one-on-one personal training, like this needs to be a main focus. So as, as, as you're thinking about this for, um, as, as gym owners are thinking about this for their facility, what are some main points that you think they should, they really nail? So... As you said, space is important and not all of us have, you know, gazillion square feet. So yep. it's about using that space wisely and having even flow or connection points where people pass each other. They can see that someone else is also breathing heavy when they leave, but they have a smile on their face so they can say hi. They can start recognizing each other back and forth, you know, coming in and out. 
And also, as you pointed out, that front desk, having that front desk or whoever's kind of the greeting and whatever, or where they might go to, to make purchases or handle their, is knowledgeable and friendly and connecting. So when they walk in the door, it's like, hey, Scott, you know, um, it's pretty warm out there. How, you know, da, 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 how's it going? Whatever, just making conversation. How was your weekend? Some connection, I know your name. And again, if you have a very large facility, that can be more difficult, but there's so much software and things that you can do now where you can have a picture of the person. You can see who's on maybe the schedule or their normal routines and really encouraging. I mean, I have lots of thoughts on this, but the first starter is just that flow and that welcoming. And also when they leave, See you, Scott. It was so good to see you. We'll see you tomorrow for your next workout or, you know, have a great weekend. Something that says, gosh, this just feels right to me and I feel welcomed and part of this. And where I really messed this point out early on in, in my career as a gym owner is I didn't invest high enough in the people working the front desk. Yeah. And that's something like I feel like I've heard at a diff few different conferences and it's, it's really made a big point because like if I hire part time people to work the front. Yeah. That's tough. They might not give me the, the quality that I want. And now that I have two full-time professionals working there and that are there on a regular basis and I can count on them and they know the people coming in and out and they know how to look at the software and see, oh, Mary's coming in and Sam's coming in. I can see all them. And then they have they, they, they start to build that personal connection with them. So they know their kids. They know their injuries. They know their, the surgery is done. Like that right there by just me investing more in my people that are working the front desk and also making sure that part of their responsibility is that, that right there creates a huge community that I missed early on because I was trying to save a few bucks. Yeah, and what it also can do, which I think you've done well at this stage is, you also need to connect the front desk with the trainers. Yep. Because if there is this clear collaboration or symbiotic relationship or whatever, it makes it so much easier for the clients. And if the clients are coming up asking about a supplement and that front desk person knows who trains them or who might be overseeing or whoever's doing their lifestyle behavior coaching, weight loss coaching with them, they can kind of, hey, let me check with, you know, um, Jim real quick on that and see which one would be the best for you. Or have you talked to Jim about that? We have a variety of these and we want to make sure it's the best one for you. So they're not guessing and which then allows that person to feel like the people here know me yeah. and they care enough about me to want to make sure that I'm getting the right product or the right service or the right need. Um, and not just if I come up to the front desk and go, you know, I was thinking about training some more. Um, what do you think? And they're like, yeah, sure, we'll write you a different contract. And, you know, and they're viewing it as sales, 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 which of course is important to a business, but connecting that so that the client really feels like everybody's got their back. They don't have to know everything, but they're there for them. And, and the other nice thing of like when we moved in this facility in 2020 was, was it's creating all the, the things that we can do around that. So we have a, a, a kombucha on tap. And so that's a reason for people to stop by and get a sample or fill up the growler that we have for them. We have uh, a coffee machine where they can get a good espresso. So it's a place where they can like, you know, you know come early and we, we have some drinks there too, but they can, they can show up early, they can have a drink. It's their time that they can get a break from work, they can get a break from the family if they need it, yeah. hang out, talk to some other people, but it's also a place where they can sit and, you know, just, I see a lot of people just checking their phone, having a yeah. drink afterwards, um, and it gives them that place where other people are sitting there, and so they get to start to know some other people. So it really builds that community because they start to um, come to this place, and, and these are my people. Yeah, absolutely. And even to that point, like, 
the phone chargers, you know, the, the, the setting that we have, right? You've got phone chargers and cords, and people can plug it in. And sure, some people might accidentally take them with them once a blue moon, whatever. They're not that expensive. And it's such a good value for if they feel like, or shoot, my phone's dead or this, I can just stick it here. I can go work out. It's safe. There's somebody. It's just that sense of you're accommodating me and you're making my journey feel good. If you're providing towels, what do those towels look like? Um, are you keeping up on that? Is somebody walking through the, the whatever locker room facilities or things like that? And just feeling like, again, you know, you're not asking people to loiter, but you're asking them to really enjoy it like a lot of people do when they go to coffee shops and sit and just experience that and connect with people. Well, I know when we first got our uh, espresso machine too, like we were charging people for the coffees, but now like we don't, like the coffee beans are not that expensive. We already paid for the machine. Like, could we make a few more bucks off that? Yeah, but to me, that's, that's thinking very short term. Exactly. Instead of like having this hiring experience where people come in where they know like, hey, you know, um, John's coming in like, here's your espresso because I know you like it this way kind of deal. It's, it's really spending the, the time and energy for that. I think it's a great long-term investment. So if, if you have the, the control over your environment in this facility, make sure it's a comfortable spot, not just a corner in the gym where people can kind of do stretching, which we have that too, but it's also like a place where people know that they can they can be comfortable, they can hang out with other people. There's, there's things that they can have drinks there and they can really kind of get to know the other people in that facility. And it doesn't have to be really expensive because Trust me, this one will not let me spend a whole lot of extra money on sure. some of the, 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 the trappings of the space. So you can do it economically and very efficiently and still create that feel. So I just wanted to stress that because I think sometimes people are just like, oh my gosh, I can't spend another several thousand dollars on awesome seating and all these things. You can do it on the inexpensive and still really make it effective. Yeah, absolutely. Great point. So uh, moving on. So if you're the, the trainer working at the facility, and you, you don't have as much control over like rearranging, putting up decorations, putting in an espresso, like what, what's your main take on like what can, what can this trainer do? Yeah, I think a couple that they can reinforce that we've already talked about would be things like, hey, don't forget we have kombucha, you know, bring your growler and get a refill, swing by anytime, the front desk will be happy to help with you. The more contact that people have with the space, the more they feel comfortable. So you can just encourage that. Or if you do sell subs or anything like that, or smoothies or something, it's like, hey, on your busy day, I know you're trying to like not go out to eat as much for lunch. Why don't you swing by and grab a smoothie for lunch, say hi to everybody and whatever. So if those things kind of work for your facility, the other part is, is that if you're a trainer at a facility and let's say, um, there's a little like a break between clients or something you have. You can also invite people to like, oh, if they have um, something that they need to drop off or share real quick, like, oh, I'll be, I'll, I have a little break there. If you want to swing by, we can talk about that or just anything that encourages them to feel like they're welcome to come, not just at a specific time where they're doing one particular thing. And then again, if you have the option to do behavior coaching, lifestyle coaching, whatever, those times to really sit down with them and go over what they're doing is so essential for their ability to, again, feel like this is a place where I can get a lot of my needs met. Yeah, the, the big things I'm gonna look at here as the coach is like, the simplest thing is like, when I have a client come in and I have a client that I'm done with, like, can I, can I introduce those two? Yeah. And as that client goes out, another one comes in. So I'm constantly doing that throughout the day. So they get to meet someone because it's amazing. Like you might see this person in the gym and we get to connect and we get to talk. And now we've built that, that bond there just because we've done that introduction. So that's just the simplest thing. That's not going to take any extra time or energy that we can, we can do that. The other thing is I would encourage you to occasionally have some, some group stuff. 
So it's like, okay, I'm gonna do a flexibility class on Saturdays at eight o'clock and I'm gonna invite all my clients to come to that. Or I'm gonna do some sort of social thing on like a Friday night. So maybe it is a few drinks that they're getting together. So just kind of create that community because like, you know, the, the more they get to know you, the more they get to know like the other people you're working with, it's building up that, that community. And I, I think that community is becoming so popular with people in the wellness is because, you know, just going and working out for most people, it's not that fun. Yeah. You know, it's, it's weird. Yeah. We're trainers and we're like, okay, yeah. um, I love working out. This, yeah. is my, this is my identity. But for most of our clientele, it's something that they're, they're, they're doing to, to, to lose a little bit of weight, to help reduce some of their stress, just to feel a little bit better. So if they can get some, build some of that community, it like, it scratches that itch. So it's, it's taking care of that thing that really brings people in. Yeah. And, and I would also encourage, especially if you are a, a trainer that doesn't have control over your space, but you do have control over your relationships, is a sense of community is also that sense of, I have a place that I feel like I can go to for many things or is sort of my hub. And so if you as a trainer understand or suggest, like you know some other partners in the community that do some wellness things or other things that would support that client, and you get versed on those, you understand those, you make some of those relationships, being able to help your client discern which service might be a good fit for them or if they're going to spend their money or do something extra like what would it be and what do you recommend because if you're that hub that also feels like community this is this is the place i go to get good information not just a hard workout or a good workout i get my lifestyle behavior coaching or my wellness things and also where i can go for other things and so Again, as a trainer that isn't in charge of the building or the, or, or the, the gym, you are in charge of your relationships yeah. and thinking about how to build that and, and make that feel as a community. Well, I think it's a good point because I, when I think of community, I think of like my clients or my trainers, something like that. Yeah. But also like we've done events at other places where they, you know, they do cryotherapy or they've done like IV therapy or that, you know, all these different things. And, and that community kind of helps spreads out. So. So we can be what we, we like to talk about is this like overall fitness guide. Exactly. And so if we have a strong community of other health and fitness providers, we're the ones that are referring our clients there. And if we've already done some stuff there at the facility, like they're yeah. more comfortable with that and it just makes a better all over experience. So I think that's super important to point out. So moving on to the, the, the third way that you can look at this is if you are on a, an online coach, which in my eyes, this is a little bit more difficult because there's, there's so much stuff that is, you know, Zoom or virtual, something like that. And if you don't have a physical location or you're not meeting people in person, it's, it's hard to do those, a lot of those things that we initially talked about. Yes. And so what we really have to do is, is create that, you know, whatever group you're on, I would say Facebook is very popular, but creating that Facebook group. But the problem is, um, I'm sure many of you are like me, it's like every day someone's inviting me into their Facebook group. So how do you provide value in that community? And so I want your take on this of like, what's a way that I can stand out with to create community in my group of, of people that I'm working with? Yeah. And, and I think that for me, one of the things that I always talk to people about is if you're going to be an online coach and that is make sure that you're not doing it just for convenience, meaning like, oh, so I can try out whatever. Make sure that you also enjoy that process somewhat and are engaged. And again, if you do it just for convenience, that's your choice. But if we're talking about adding and being current, is you have to engage online. It can't just be pushing out the workouts here or this. It is, I'm engaged with this group. So if I'm gonna have a group, which is what you're gonna need to do when you're virtual, is a couple of things need to happen. And the main one is I have to be engaged. I have to be putting out content 
and it doesn't have to be formal writing or blogs or whatever, but just a tip of the day or things like that. But if people ask questions, you're either on there answering it or you're like, hey, Anne, that's a great question. And I know Mary has really worked on that over time and has some great insights on that. And again, assuming that Mary and everybody knows, like you might kind of tag them and say, hey, do you have anything, especially if you know that Mary's going to be highly responsive. I wouldn't tag somebody that doesn't tend to yeah, be, yeah, right? Sure. But making sure that people truly feel it as a community. And I've been on a couple of Facebook groups that are amazing that way. And they're highly individualized to your question. They don't just stamp out the same answer to everybody's question. They adjust the answer a little bit. They make people feel like, but they also connect and they encourage other people on the group to support and encourage. And that allows them to create new relationships and friendships too, because people live all over the place and some areas are really remote. And then sometimes in the winter, it can be really isolating. So there's so much value in that. So that would be my number one thing. Okay, I'm gonna go off a bit, bit off topic here. What, you? Hopefully it has a point. Yeah, um, me too, So I'm hoping. Do you think I would be a good online only coach? I think it would be, I think when you put your mind to something, you'll work really hard at it for a while, but I don't think it's your natural tendency. I think you would not feel the energy back and you would not enjoy it as much. So I think that, I won't say whether you're gonna be good or bad at it. I don't think it's a great fit for you long-term. Nope. Yeah, and, and that was kind of my point there, and I figured that's what you were gonna say. You said it very softly. I would've just said no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's because of, you know, one thing that Dr. Jade does a lot of and we do with, with all our staff, it's, it's this, this profile um, evaluation. And so we do disc profiling. She can break it down much better than I can. I'll, I'll give you the trainer version. Um, and, and I'm a high eye, which I like that interaction with people. And since, um, you know, knowing that and, and her kind of educating me on this, like just doing online, I, you, I don't get that as much. And so that's why I like doing, either, although I do have some online clients, the majority of it is in person because that feeds me. So I think it's just super important as we talk about this because saying you're an online coach sounds sexy. I'm like, oh, I can live in Bali and I can make yeah. this good money and I can do this stuff and yeah. I can make thousands of dollars and work on my computer on the, on the, on the beach kind of deal. But like, um, I, you know, I'm curious on your take on this of like, how do people kind of understand like if that's gonna be a good fit for them? Yeah, and, and if you're super comfortable like on email and typing your thoughts out and sharing them and you don't mind spending a decent amount of time in that written language and, um, and, and that's fine for you, then it might be a, a good fit as long as it doesn't wear you out to interact with people. And there's some tips and tricks, right? Like you can, you can bulk do your work. So you do a couple hours in the morning, take a little bit of break from it and then do again and then do again. And there's some tricks around that. But in general, if, if the reason you're being a, an online coach is because you want to be moving around and doing all these things and, and, and you're a kinesthetic person and all these things, you got to know that you should be spending a decent amount of time on that computer because you're interacting and engaging. And so how much of that do I need? And then also what fuels me? Because you can be okay with the written language and not mind it, but to your point, do you feed off of people's energy? Do people fill your bucket or do they drain it? And I always talk about this, right? Like people can drain you and you can still really like people. Yep. You just have to kind of figure out that routine. So I always tell people that's one of the things. If you're getting off the floor and going to online, because interacting with people all day is exhausting to you. Think about what kind of online you want to do and understand that there's still a lot of interaction. It's just in a different way. Yeah, and, and we break these up and they're like, they have to be like one or the other, but you can do a combination yep. of, of 
training some people on the floor and doing some online stuff and just figuring out what's the best fit for you. I just like to point that out because I think it's super important to, 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 to know yourself best and then you can figure out what's the best situation for you in this. So um, trying to wrap it back into the point we were kind of going on here, this whole community of like, of, 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 of online, of, of thinking about how do I create a lot of value so that's going to be like a daily on there. That's going to be bringing on, and you were talking about this earlier when we discussed it, like even other people to come in there and, and talk about different topics. So like if I had a group of working professionals that were struggling to lose weight, like I would bring Dr. J in and talk about the behavior science of different things, or I'd bring someone else that just, you know, that wasn't really my expertise. I'm breaking down different areas so they can bring a lot of value. So they're regularly going to that and they're interacting and then people will get to know each other by the, the interaction on there. And it's always funny with the, the online stuff. There'll be a lot of people that um, you've never seen them like anything or comment on anything or do anything. And then you see them out in public like, oh, I love your post on there, yeah, which is, yeah. Yeah. Which is always funny to see because we see that with some of the posts that we do. So there's yeah. there's always those kind of um, I was gonna say creepers, but it's more like sleepers back there, yeah. kind of um, like paying pay attention to that. <laughs> kind of do there. So so um, when when you when you're taking into account this like you know this 2023 uh, fitness consumer and, and what they want and expect, like community has to be a, uh, a part of that. So I know I was big on this. I know a lot of guys in the industry they're big on like continuing education of like okay, well I need to be better at exercise science or I need to be better at my nutrition. I need to be better at these things. But like that community aspect could be like the missing link that you have on the on, on better retention or even attracting new customers. So I really want you to make sure that you're taking a, a, a big look on how you're developing that community and focusing on it this year. And as we pointed out, we are on social media. We try to put out content and different things. And we'd love you to engage with us, follow us, just let us know if there's anything that you're interested in or just just comment because we're always learning from you, just like we're hoping to share our information with others. Don't be a sleeper, right? Exactly. Okay, till next time.